Hey, Libtard, Donald Trump will never be impeached. You idiot. Go crawl back under the rock from which you came. Hillary Clinton should be in jail, you libtard. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Thalamore. Before you knew it, episode 530 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I'm your host, Jesse Dollamore, and I'm joined by the lovely, the talented, the scholarly, drunk, pet-owning, <laughs> Brittany Page. Oh, it's the saddest thing to see. <laughs> he is. I, because I don't think that Popeye is enjoying it, so we, we had the appointment to take his staples out of his eye today. Yes. For those of you who've been following the situation with um, the at s- bully with a Y Popeye, the situation. Yeah, well, following the situation. Dun, yes. Dun dun. Well, he <laughs> he had an ulcer in his eye. Some sort of damage was done, likely because of a pet hotel that we took him to that was pumping essential oils into the air and Fucking upset hippies. him. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he he's had his eye stapled open for the past two weeks, and we thought that this would be the appointment to remove them so we were told to give him these two pills before we went in for the appointment so that he would be ready for it because when we took him in for the to get the work done on the ulcer he needed more than the normal amount of sedative to stop fighting them so they wanted they wanted a little head start before we brought him in The, the the nurse or the vet tech or whatever they're called sorry laura uh she came out and she was like she seemed winded. She seemed worked over. Yeah. She she's like, yeah, he's a he's a fighter. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you? Let me ask. This is totally. Do, do you feel uncomfortable when they're talking about our dog's medical biz in the lobby in front of all the other clients, all the other patients, like the, the owners of the other dogs? Um, no. I feel weird about it, and I think it's just I'm, I'm attaching my own like it would bother me if a doctor's like yeah listen here's your boner pills and here's your whatever the fuck you know if, if i if i had those issues Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus no it's like sensitive medical stuff yeah i understand i wouldn't i would make me feel a little weird i don't even like when when you've had this happen where at like a restaurant uh-huh they're they're like Brittany page Brittany Page. Yeah, that happened to me in the airport one time at a Panera. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, I went to a Panera at the airport. Oh, well, you're trapped. And you, you only uh, have so many choices. It's either that or the Chili's 2 or whatever the fuck and they I'm are. I'm not going there. Yeah. And, um, That's guaranteed diarrhea. Yeah, they called my name for my food and said my full name. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. I, I don't, this is a safety issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, at least you have a name that. You could, you know, you're like Stephanie Smith. Yeah, Diamond Dallas Page's daughter is way more famous than me. Yeah, well, there's another Britney Page that tells you that it's at least not Jesse Dollamore. There are several Britney Pages. Several. Many. 
That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, so but I'm, your name is common. I'm reiterating name- it. I'm reiterating it. Please. Re- it do sounds, you need one of Popeye's pills? It Jesus sounds Christ. a lot like you're arguing. All right. Anyway, back to the dog. Back to the boner pills. We, <laughs> let's talk about the boner pills. <laughs> Not that I have we, that uh, issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, uh... So, by the way, I would be open if I needed boner pills. No, I, that's not something I, I would be like, yeah, the dick doesn't work. I yeah. need boner pills. No, I think that would be good to be open about it. Why do I sense that? No, I'm I'm saying it would be a good thing to be open about that because it is it is like a shame filled thing for men, even yeah. though it's very common. Anyway, yeah. Like if I ever have butthole problems, I, we're talking about it. I mean, I mm, can't wait to have dick and ass problems so I can talk about it on the show. I might even lie and act like I have it just to talk about it on the show. Weren't you just complaining more, about how you don't want your personal information? More butthole <laughs> talk is better, I think. All right, so Popeye. Anyway, back to the dog. So, so we, I was curious when we looked up the name of this drug. They call it an ace or something. She kept calling it, and Brittany has taken some psychopharmacology classes. That's mm-hmm. what they're called, right? Yeah, a psychopharmacology class. So anyway, the the drug. Our dog, let's just put it this way, mm-hmm. is very, other than also stumbly bumbly, mm-hmm. he's also very antipsychotic right now. Yeah, well, it's a, it, it was a drug that was used as an antipsychotic in like the 50s, and <laughs> now it is no longer given to humans, it's used for pets. Yeah. So what an interesting history for that medication. Yeah, so we gave him the pill about 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, and he is completely messed yeah, up. It's 9.18 right now. He, his back legs aren't working very yeah, well. Yeah, he's all fucking fumbling around. He smashed his face into the chair. I mean, it's not... He needs to just sit still and not move. His tongue... He looks like a pervert. Yeah, it's just hanging out. It won't go back in his mouth. It's really sad. We have the dog equivalent of Jeffrey Epstein in the house right it's, now. I'm a little afraid. Well, don't say that. Um, I, <laughs> I am. I'm sad because I, I, you can't explain it. You know, you can't say, "Hey, yeah. we had to give you a pill." Because we didn't say his staples didn't come out. We're oh, actually that's right. <laughs> we're waiting to take them out. So we got him loaded for no reason. He's walking yeah. around loaded off his ass, and we're not even getting the staples out because he needs more time for his eye to heal. Uh, we're going to finish the the round of medications that we have and uh, ensure that it, it gets, you know, as healed as it can be before we take the staples out. Yeah, but he's but he, completely so loaded. It would be weird. I mean, I think it's weird enough being loopy as fuck yeah. when you're a human, mm-hmm. understanding loosely what's going on. Yeah. But to be a dog... And have your your shady ass owner yeah. feed you a nice smoked turkey meat treat. Yeah, with a secret pill in it. <laughs> with a stashed fucking goddamn torpedo of, of mental mayhem. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're loopy and you're like, what did you yeah. guys do to me? <laughs> what did so you do? <laughs> so anyway, it's the, the update is uh, staples are still in drunk ass flopping around the house dog. So mm-hmm. good times. Mm hmm. Um, not a good guard dog right now. He's not really a good guard dog ever. Yeah, he is. He barks, but... Oh, he scares people away for sure. And he will attack when he's not sleeping. Are you, are, are you saying that? I'm trying to send a message. Yeah, like yeah. so if somebody's listening, don't come to the house. Yeah. Our dog will kill you. <laughs> like if the beginning drop guy is listening to the show. Right. We have a guard dog guy. Libtard. Come here and try to talk to him like that. Hillary Clinton should be in prison. 
you libtard <laughs> fucking people. I wonder what they think. So when they call with these messages, if they think that you're listening to it and you're like, wow. That guy fucking burned me. Oh my God. How am I supposed to ever do another video again? <laughs> How am I going to survive this one, you guys? This guy is decimating me. Listen, I don't even mind the name, Colleen. I actually, I, I consider myself somewhat of an uh, an artisan, uh -huh. a, an artisan purveyor of name calling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I actually put some time and effort into thinking about the names that I call, you know, Tucker Carlson or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Don't come at me with fucking libtard, you goddamn goof. You're at least be creative with it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and also, you're growing up redheaded. Mm -hmm. Copper top, carrot top, all these. <laughs> like, I fucking, I've heard them. If you're gonna, if you're gonna come at me with a name. Yeah. At least, at least surprise you. Respect the craft, man. Yeah. yeah. Come on, brother. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> Coming at me with fucking bullshit. I do want to kind of compliment you for a second, though, because... Wow. It Hang is... Hang on, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe I should have done the drum rolls. I'm too tired for this. I know. <laughs> I'm too tired for this. Seems like we were just here. Um. All right. Proceed, uh, yeah, madame, with yeah. the compliment. No, you really are uniquely immune to the negative comments that you receive. And it, it really has been surprising because as your audience has grown right on YouTube um, and YouTube is really where the cesspool mm. is at. I mean, these people that are leaving these, these messages on the voicemail line, they're not podcast listeners. Yeah, They're coming from YouTube. It's rare that people hate listen to a podcast because that's like a, an investment, right? Yeah. But your YouTube videos, it's a little bit easier to hate watch that because it's a couple of minutes of your day. What yeah. do you got to do, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and you can shit comment while you're watching my stupid face talk. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Absolutely. Um, but you, you know, as the audience has grown, you're over to 125,000 subscribers now. Mm -hmm. it, it, it has ticked up over time. Yeah. The hateful yeah. comments. And you still, like, you aren't consumed by them. You know, you're not like, oh, this person wrote this today. You know, I never hear that. Yeah, from you. well, I don't think that. I yeah, don't... but I, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. I think that's unique. I think that a lot of people have to work at that. I know that I do when I get <laughs> like, you know, a random tweet here and there, like pushing back on something. I'm kind of yeah. like, hey, what is this? What are you trying to say? That's like my first reaction. And then I have to work through that. You know, I, I had uh, a message show up in my memories today on, on the Facebook mm -hmm. that I had shared. And it was someone who who alleged that I pro you were in a picture with me, a mm -hmm. photo with mm -hmm. me. And they alleged that I probably paid you or had you against your will because you're a pretty lady. And why would you be in a photograph with me? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not very creative, but, you know, he, you know the guy's trying. Yeah, it was kind of good. He's, he's, he's trying. But it I, doesn't bother me. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Yeah, I I wish that you did know because you can impart that wisdom on everybody else. Because I feel like most people on the Internet are pretty reactionary, right? There's, I mean, obviously, it's difficult to read tone in certain situations and people may take offense where there was none. Um, you know, intended. Yeah, uh, but sometimes you can you can tell right when people are being overtly hateful. Oh online. yeah, yeah. But even then, it doesn't bother you. You know, so I think that's an impressive skill that you have. I, I, developed. I don't know how deep we want to get into this, um, but I, I I think it's really just being open and honest with oneself about what you got going on. 
mm. both deficiencies and strengths. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm fully aware. I, I know I've got all kinds of deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Looks wise, fatter than I should be. Yeah, I could lose 30 pounds and be pretty solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't mean like I'd still be a fat guy. I mean, if I lost 30 pounds, yeah. all bets would be off. I mean, Keanu Reeves would be looking for a new job. <laughs> <laughs> all right weren't you just talking about how you're like aware anyway. of what you have? okay yeah um well i just wanted to say that because i well, i appreciate it i think it's impressive i think more people could use that and um i i think it's something i would have a difficult time with and i know people who have started youtube channels podcasts and they struggle with the same thing right they get negative reviews they get negative comments and it's something that they are focused on for yeah. like a, an entire day when they get one right well and i don't think that i've ever done that kind of thing right if i get negative feedback i'll like you know send a message to you and be like what the hell what do you think about this or whatever you know <laughs> i don't think much about those either <laughs> but i would also i think and you can tell me whether this is true over time i've gotten a lot better about that too yeah um, maybe it's because i've modeled <laughs> and I don't mean like mo- maybe it's because I've, I've modeled good behavior, <laughs> but you, you've you, you see that I'm not tore up that it's it doesn't change the trajectory of your day. You just don't give it space. Yeah. I, I mean, it's do you think it's something about me that maybe no, and not about you? I'm the weirdo. No, I'm talking about why I'm not as affected by it anymore. Or is it just all because of you? It's probably all because of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what it seems like you're getting on. Anyway, I don't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> you're being d- a dick right now. <laughs> it's, I think it's, let me just say this, it's my listen, influence. This that started I... as a wonderful compliment for yours truly. And now you're, you're attacking me, bro. Okay. Anyway, um, good job. Congrats on the abilities. On the abilities. We're lucky that you continue in the face of vile hatred online wow thank you for your service (laughs) (laughs) thank you for your service you're quite welcome (laughs) speaking of quite welcome let's get to a bit of listener communication that we got while we were recording the show uh episode 529 just hours ago wayne in the actually let me give a little uh a little preface of what's going on here uh, we we try to touch on international <laughs> politics from time to time. What? <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm really tired right now. So I'm like deliriously tired. But um, I was just thinking because we're getting ready to talk about Boris Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> and Wayne from the UK called and so very kindly is going to explain the situation with Boris Johnson. But I saw a tweet, right? Well, he's not really going to explain the situation with Boris Johnson, just the mechanisms by which he became the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, or the United Kingston, as uh, as uh, Trump's daughter, Ivanka. I couldn't fucking think of her name. Is this... So I keep saying the situation. That's like my new phrase on yeah. the show today, is that... And you're I like, you're going out of your way to highlight it and point it out. I just... I, I notice it. Anyway, um, so I saw a tweet recently about how <laughs> it was something like, most of the world leaders are now Francis from Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. <laughs> you had to show me the reference today for me to know who that character was. He's the, the 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 rich fat guy in the big giant tub, in the pool mm-hmm. sized uh, bathtub. Yeah, who stole Pee Wee's bike? Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, he's a terrible person character. He awful. looks he looks like if you had like all the leftover DNA from from like what wasn't used to make Andy Richter. <laughs> And then you would like poured it into a body form. That's what you get when with that guy. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, but anyway, if you know the reference, I thought that tweet was really funny. And even if you don't know the reference, go watch Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure because everyone. I've seen the fucking movie. I just didn't memorize the characters. Don't come down on me. Oh. <laughs> this is fucking outrageous. All right, so proceed. This is becoming a fucking situation. <laughs> That's what's this doing. Oh, okay. I'm tired too. See, I can use that excuse as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, th- th- uh, Theresa May quit. All this shit went on. There is some stuff with Boris Johnson that I think is interesting. Like he used to be an American citizen. He used to have United States citizenship until he stopped paying his fucking taxes properly the irs came knocking and he renounced his citizenship for the united states shocking. so he is just a piece of shit all the way the fuck around shocking anyway wayne from the uk is doing his duty as a as a uk correspondent uh, uh, yeah as a patron of the show to uh, to inform our audience of the different political system they have over there hello Brittany, jesse and popeye it's Wayne from Basildon, UK, and I w- I'm being a bit presumptuous, and basically it's because I've had a few people from your side of the pond asking, how the bloody hell has Boris Johnson become Prime Minister? And it's because we have a totally different system of governance to you. We have a parliamentary democracy, which basically means that whoever is the leader of the party in charge is the gaffer, the the prime minister. And this is how it works. So Theresa May resigns as lead, well prime minister. That means it triggers a leadership debate within the uh, Tory party or conservative party. So that's kind of like your, um, at the minute, your democratic, uh, race for the nominee. But unfortunately, over here, if your party is in power, you don't have like a, a president. You have whoever is leader of that party becomes prime minister. So Theresa May does one and all these other herberts, uh, throw their hat into the ring. And Boris Johnson comes out on top, which means because the Conservatives at the minute have a uh, majority by two in the House of Commons, that means that he becomes the Prime Minister. He is top dog by two. It's an absolutely pathetic, out-of-date system, but we got posh Trump. You went, oh yeah, we've got Trump. And we said, yeah, hold, hold my beer. And, and look at this cunt that we've got now. So yeah, basically, uh, I just thought I would, um, try and clear things up for our American friends because I've had a lot of comment of how does that happen? How does Boris Johnson become prime minister? And that is why I hope that's cleared things up for you. Um, Popeye is the best part. Brittany is a close second. Jesse is a struggling third. <laughs> struggling third. Have a great third. time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Brother. 
I love I'm a struggling third. Like mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm just struggling anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it is interesting the the parliamentary system because um like we've always been a little different for sure here in 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 the United States, but I don't know how many people know this that in the early I don't know the year, but in the early 1900s the 17th amendment of the constitution was passed which changed the way that united states senators were made united states senators it always hasn't been that people just go to the ballot box and vote for their candidate it used to be that the individual state legislatures would vote to appoint united states senators to six year terms so you can imagine all the, the, the back room, cigar smoke filled rooms and the dealings and the, the you give me this and the patronage jobs and all the bullshit that would go along with getting to be a senator prior to, you know, let's say 1915 or whatever it was, give or take three years. Pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also that Donald Trump is happy about Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson has had some shitty things to say about Donald Trump. Yes, that is true. But he's also had some nice things to say, which usually erases the, the, the shitty thing. Well, and that's kind of what I'm getting at, because Donald Trump said, quote, he's tough and he's smart. They're saying Britain Trump. They call him Britain Trump. Well, that's why he loves And the people guy. are saying that's a good thing. They like me over there. They don't fucking like Trump over there. What is it? Where is he getting that? <laughs> or is it just another thing that if he says it enough, he thinks people will start believing it? You know, what's very funny is I'm I'm reading this quote from an Esquire article and you, you just said they do not like him over there. And that's literally the next line. After the Are quote. you kidding me? No. And they say <laughs> um, just a quarter of Brits approve of his presidency and his two visits to the nation drew tens of thousands of protesters. But there is a correlation there between some. I mean, he's like a mini Trump. He is a racist and a misogynist. Uh, a xenophobe, but um, he's not to the level of Donald Trump. Yeah, one one similarity that Esquire highlights here as well is, uh, quote, he's right on the first count, though, and the similarities between the two leaders are as clear as the straw-colored bird's nests on both their heads. Yeah, they both... Well, what is the deal with these weird fucking haircuts, man? <laughs> so maybe that's why they're calling him Britain Trump, and maybe that's not a compliment, just, sir. Yeah, it just seems like there's better ways to set yourself apart than a goofy fucking mop on your head. You know what I mean? How about having cutting edge ideas that mm-hmm. change people's lives? Mm-hmm. Policy understanding. You not know, a goofy haircut. Well, I think I think well, Donald Trump has had the same hairstyle for like his entire life. Well, as soon as he started losing his fucking mop. In every interview that I've ever seen of him, it looks this, it's the same kind yeah, of... Yeah, he started losing that shit real early. It's an unkempt just mess yeah. up there. Um, and I think that people who can't go with the flow, you know, if you start yeah. losing your hair, you can just shave it, right? Rudy or- Giuliani for a long time had that obvious goofy fucking old man comb over. Yeah. Like, c- come on, dude. It's just a little... Everybody knows what's going on there. And I know that there are expectations placed on men, anyway. right? Societal expectations, and it makes it difficult to go bald. But anyway. really, think of all the like masculine bald men Fuck that you yeah. know, like Jason Statham and... Yeah. 
who else is bald? Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. The fucking shield, man. Vic Mackey. Yeah, exactly. Is Idris Elba bald? I don't know. It's a different standard for black guys. I don't think Idris Elba is. You gotta have a bald head and not be a bald guy and be awesome. I was just trying to think of masculine man, and then it's just like Idris Elba is in my head, and I can't picture what his hair is. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. Anyway. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Are you? You're getting a little swoony over there. Do you need some boner pills right now? Is Idris Elba not a beautiful man? <laughs> yeah, he's also super talented. Yeah, I mean, you're just talking about looks. You just, you're just fucking. What is it? Uh, objectifying him? There, he's also a person, Brittany, yes. with awesome talent that and is, ability. That's correct. I for sure. I appreciate you highlighting. You know who that. else is super masculine traditionally and also bald and balding? Who? Uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah, that's a wig. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is very inferior in the follicle department. Yes. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, right. <laughs> what a dick. Jason Momoa is proof that there isn't a god. <laughs> he has everything. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, not super bright, but all the other elements came together for that guy. That's a genetic lottery ticket right there. Yes. Other than, you know, eh, not the smartest dude. He is great. <laughs> Brittany just popped the cap on her boner pills. He is fantastic. All right. So anyway, thank you, Wayne. We just fucking completely train wrecked your entire call. No, we didn't. It's fine. But but it is it is a different system. Yeah. Um. And I think that it took us quite a while to kind of develop into what we have now. And I think we're still in the process of of coming to grips with the fact that you know systems of of democracy like the the. The Electoral College are just not, they're not for a modern society. Well, is the big takeaway here that no one has it figured out? That there's no system? For sure, that- that's it. <laughs> well, that is it. Because it's democracy. You're you're giving the power right. of governance to imperfect, flawed fucking human beings. Just meat sacks with pulses walking around trying to figure out life. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we're going to fuck it up. Yeah. It's, but we have to keep our eye on the prize to change it, to better it as we go and not get bogged down um, by, well, that's the way it's always been. We can't change it. We can't better the system. We have to just go with it because that's what, what my dad Tradition. did. And that's right. what my grandpa did. And that's what his grandpa did. Fuck that. You don't, we don't vote the same way anymore. We, we don't communicate the same way anymore. Our government should reflect those changes, both technologically, but also the knowledge that the compendium of knowledge that we've we've that has transformed mm-hmm. our societies. I'm going off the rails. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for the call, Wayne. We, we love you, brother. We appreciate you. Uh, if you, too, would like to sound off, get your opinion on the proverbial podcast record. Six, five, seven, four, six, four, seventy six, zero nine. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone. To I doubt it at dollamore.com. I would like to quickly highlight an interview with Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> in, uh, from NPR. And she gave a little quote here that was just, it was just so fantastic. Well, you know what's happening right now with her is Q, all these Q ding dongs, you know, the QAnon morons. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. They, they showed her at the funeral of John Paul Stevens, the late John Paul Stevens, who was a a, a Supreme Court justice. Uh-huh. 
And they are saying that was her funeral. And the video is a deep fake of her standing there. Oh, my God. How fucking stupid do you have to be or sinister to try to get that to propagate and to take off as a conspiracy theory? I just I wonder what these people like do during the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, I'm setting you up because I I think what you're going to talk about is the the rumor that she's dead. But that's where the rumor came from. Okay. well, so. In response, right, she talked about... Because she survived, like, three different types of cancer. colorectal cancer, lung cancer, and then most recently, I think, pancreatic. Oh, no, maybe lung was the most recent one because she broke a rib. Yeah, so she is quoted in this interview as saying, quote, There was a senator, I think it was after my pancreatic cancer, who announced with great glee that I was going to be dead within six months, she recalled. Wow. That senator, whose name I have forgotten, is now himself dead. And (laughs) I, she added with a smile, am very much alive. (laughs) That is fucking boss level right there. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? It's also awesome because she's like in that age group where you can make jokes about being dead and other fuckers being dead because you know you're going to be dead soon. Yeah. So it's just like, there's just this kind of this comfortable, the fog has lifted off of the fear and you're just, you're, she's just grinning down the Grim Reaper with fucking steely eyed grit. Yeah. Well, you know? also, I mean, after someone has joked about your death. Yeah. You don't, you don't really need to be super respectful to that yeah. person, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> God damn. Also, he's gone. He doesn't know. Yeah, well, he's that's, dead. That's as true, she says. too. He is. Yeah. He is dead. And yeah. she... She's alive. She's, al- she's alive. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. All right. Well, before we move on, do you have... I really think we should start doing the research thing more. So let me just drop the drop. And if you don't, we'll, we'll make it work. Pew 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 pew. pew. Do you have it? Yes, I had. Right. I had other research-related things that weren't pew research, but I am going to save that for the next show. All right, and we are going to talk about this instead. Uh, the Democrats' ratings of the party's 2020 field better than in 2016, similar to 2008. Um. Pew, according to Pew, early attention to the presidential campaign has hit a 30-year high. Yes. Okay, so we know that, like... We know why, though. Donald Trump. Yes. He's... He could be blamed or credited with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So we know that 25,000 candidates are currently running for (laughs) the Democratic nomination. Uh, I I thought... I I didn't know you were going. Yeah. Good one. Yes. Hilarious. Mm. Um, and like you're saying, the election is attracting more attention and interest than previous. It oh. is a weird fucking deal. Can I cut in? I just did. So it's happening. That fucking Eric Swalwell. This is name Eric, right? Eric Swalwell. Yeah, Eric Swalwell. <laughs> Swalwell drops out of the race mm-hmm. and then is just fucking replaced by ding dong fucking Steyer. Yeah. Jeff Steyer. T- Tom. Tom Steyer. What yeah. is wrong with me? It's a long day. It's a lot of people as well. 25,000. Went to sleep at 3.30 a.m. Yeah. Woke up at 6.30 a.m. To get video shit done. That's not sleep time. Still awake. Mm -hmm. Two podcasts. Two videos. Yeah. Working machine. We do work around here. Deliriously. (laughs) So. Ruining the show as I'm talking 
with nonsense that doesn't matter. Yes. Well, hopefully, hopefully someone appreciates it. All right. Okay, like I was saying, the election is attracting more attention and interest. Did I say that Tom Steyer? Yes. Is- <laughs> then past elections did at similar points in the cycle, with about half of voters saying they have given a lot of thought about the presidential candidates, higher than at this point in the 2008, 2012, or 2016 elections. Mm. So that's interesting that you have people saying that they have given a lot of thought about the presidential candidates. Yeah. Now, I know that Donald Trump is what is probably driving this, but there's also a lot of presidential candidates, so many that it almost feels overwhelming. I wouldn't even say that I have given a lot of thought about the presidential candidates, only because I haven't looked at all of them. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a gulf though in 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 capability between different candidates. I, I mean, the difference between uh, an Elizabeth Warren and an Eric Swalwell or a Tulsi Gabbard is is vast. There's a vast gulf of experience and know how and credibility. That exists. I mean, I I think that the the same thing could be said of even like Pete Buttigieg and people fucking love that guy. I love that guy. Mm -hmm. She's not ready to be the president. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm conflating my interest in the candidates with like knowing about all of them. And I guess that those those things do not necessarily go together i mean you could say that you are very interested in the candidates that you're following it closely but maybe you don't know all about all of them Hmm. do you get what i'm saying yeah yeah like a seth moulton no one really knows what the fuck or steve bullock from montana nobody knows about that guy because he's he's the governor of a fucking tiny state i mean giant landmass but eh, fucking like six people live there yeah great you're like a mayor awesome yeah, well, and it's a bummer he isn't making it into the debates. So <laughs> we could we could hear from him. That would be nice. That, maybe he'll call in. Yeah, um, <laughs> she, he, should, he should call into this show six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine or I doubt it at dollamore.com. And listen, Bullock, Governor Bullock, we'll give you your respect. It's due. Play your cards right. We might even have you on the show. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> you, you could end up actually being a guest. On the show and not just a regular caller. Right. So continuing with this, roughly two thirds of Democratic and Democratic leaning registered voters, 65 percent, say they have an excellent 23 percent or good 42 percent impression of the Democratic presidential candidates as a group. It's a group. But how do you how do you gauge that? By comparison, in September 2015, only about half of Democratic voters said the same. So. Feel the registered voters, Democratic or Democratic leaning, are feeling better. They have a better impression of this group. Do you think that's just because of a, a juxtaposition of uh, the Democratic candidates and what is available on the uh, on the Republican side? Because if that's the case, they better fucking have a better impression. Well, I also wonder because if we're talking about they just referenced September 2015. During that time, it would have been Hillary Clinton. And Bernie. And Bernie. Martin O'Malley would have already been out, right? Oh, by 2015? No, he wouldn't have been out. No, he probably would have been there. We and also, also maybe Jim Webb yeah, was there, too. We would have had too. Jim Webb. He was a flash. He was like one debate. And then and there gone, would have been though. another guy, though. There was another one. Oh, yeah. It was... Uh... It was like a guy from uh, Oregon or Massachusetts. Who the fuck was it? 
Lincoln Chafee. Not Massachusetts. Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lincoln Chafee from Rhode, Rhode Island. So maybe it's... God damn it, I hate when I do that. So given... I mean, comparing that group... Wait, we said Bernie too, right? Bernie was yeah, also... of course, okay. of course. Comparing that group to the current group, there are... There's a you know wider range of... Well, there's also, like you said... 24,996 more people r- running now than th- than then. Yeah. So, you know, the 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 width and the breadth of the talent it isn't wasn't there. Also, Hillary Clinton poll after poll after poll suggests that she was the most like historically unpopular. Only <laughs> more only unpopular eyesed by Donald Trump. Like, he was the only other person more unpopular than Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Well, and he's the one who fucking won. Yeah. Well, I think the main takeaway here is it's actually both Republicans and Democrats are reporting a higher interest in news about the candidates relative to previous elections. Yeah. So I think that is good news that people are paying attention. Absolutely. And that people are wanting to get involved that Donald Trump has so terrified the country yeah. that everyone is like, let's actually listen yeah, to what people these people are, are saying waking up let's, yeah, let's figure this out let's get out there and vote let's make sure we're talking to people about this let's do it it is easy in 2008 when you have john mccain and barack obama as running against one another mm-hmm. eh. it's not an existential fucking crisis it's two people one a little slower on the uptick relative to to like climate change, but two decent men running against one another. It's not like that. I think everybody knows the the calculus that we're under now. Yeah. So anyway, that's interesting. I'd I'd love to know what people uh, think about that. Call in, email in. We'd love to hear from you. Well, especially if you've noticed this even within your own family systems or at work or whatever it might be. Is there more talk about the debates, about the election? Because it is still early on. But are you noticing that people in your lives are having more conversations? And I'd about, like about to hear. Things? I'd like to hear specifically about Democrats, not you know QAnon family members. I mean, like rational people who are paying attention to to change what we've got going on. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. We are so thankful to each and every one of you that supports the show, whether it be with your hard-earned money or just you putting your headphones in your ears and press and play, downloading the episode. You mean uh, we haven't gotten a new Patreon supporter in the last six hours? We have not. This is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, we appreciate it. Also, do not forget, if you are in that tier of Patreon support to get in on the Hangouts, the video call Hangouts that we have, we will be having them on Friday, July 26th and Saturday, July 27th. My calendar is not opening. On Friday, that one will be at 7 p.m. 
Los Angeles time. And the one on Saturday will be 11 a.m. Los Angeles time. So we always look forward to those. We just send out a link on Patreon and you click it and you join it. It is a video call. We like to warn people because we have had people click on the link, join the call, look into the camera with a panicked look like, oh, shit, I'm on camera. And, and they then, weren't even like jerking off or anything. Yeah. Just being on camera. <laughs> and then leave the conversation. <laughs> so we want you to be aware that that is what it is. And we hope to see you there. Yes. Uh, the other thing, yeah, I got told today, somebody somebody messaged me and, and uh, let me know that two of their friends who listen to the show regularly didn't know that I have a YouTube channel. That seems impossible. That seems fucking bananas to me because we used to ask questions of people every time we'd bump into somebody or whatever, and they we you know we'd, we'd learn of somebody new. We always asked, "How would you find the show?" Right. And what has kept you around? Right. Th- those were the two questions. We stopped asking because the overwhelming majority, the vast majority of people who would answer the questions would say, "We found you on YouTube." And then found out you had a, sh- a podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's weird that, the, that an opposite kind of a thing is happening. But anyway, so if you're out there and you're listening and you don't know that I do videos on YouTube, uh, I do videos on YouTube. There you go. <laughs> Just search my goddamn name and uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel because we are steadily getting toward... 200, 250,000. That's kind of the the next goal that I want to hit. And every subscription counts. So if so if you're somebody who who watches and just hasn't subscribed, we would love to have you on board, subscribed and uh, interacting with the video, sharing them with your social network and, you know, the things that you do. We are also as of next month going to have a dedicated studio again. Yes. So that is going to make things much easier in terms of producing the podcast, but also with the YouTube channel. It's also going to be a more renovated. I'm going to we're going to do some streamline and design and figure out what's the best setup to just be I say plug and play, but there's got to be a better run and gun, you know, just it, it's it's set up. It's ready to go. You just flip the switch and go. Yeah. Now it's not a fucking folding table like we're sitting at now, like we got a like home poker game going well, on. Well, the nice thing is that we can do this in any kind of situation. That is true. We have proved that. Yeah. Over the course of five and a half years. Yes. Yeah. Six hundred plus episodes. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on. Democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So to continue what we were talking about last episode, a few hours ago, <laughs> the Mueller testimony, the Mueller hearings. I am still... I don't like to use the word shocked because I'm never really shocked anymore at shit that happens, but I'm surprised. And again, I'm going to use this word at the gulf between the competency of so many members on the Democrat uh, of those committees and Republicans on those committees. I mean, if you're going to start comparing people like even Adam Schiff, who I don't have a tremendous amount of love for. I think that guy is just a, a, a naked political operator. 
I don't look at him as a guy who's like, oh, yeah, that guy for sure isn't a political guy. He's, yeah. he's for sure a guy who puts his country first before his party. I don't I don't think that when I when I see yeah, he's partisan Adam Schiff. Yeah. Well, they're all partisan, but he's above and beyond. He's next level partisan. Above he's and Nancy beyond. Pelosi kind of partisan. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I would agree with that. And I think it's a bummer because he has become one of the most physical visible. Yeah. Physical. He's he's very physical. Uh, visible members of the Democratic Party. But even what I was saying is even when you take Adam Schiff and compare him to a guy like Matt Gates. Uh uh, Come the fuck on, or Collins mm-hmm. from Georgia. Yeah, who's the co? He's the vice. He's the he's the ranking member. He's the 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 vice chairman. Yeah, come well, on. Well, that was one of the more remarkable things about watching the testimony was the performances. Yeah. That you were seeing from the Republicans. I mean, everyone was just vying for the attention of daddy. Daddy being daddy Trump. Yeah. And they all wanted to impress him. And how can I be the biggest spectacle possible? How angry do I need to get? How oh, many yeah. papers do I need to, you know, wave around <laughs> yeah, and throw yeah. on the table and be dramatic? Well, we're not going to play the one that really was very red-faced, angry douche. And that's Louis Gomer from Texas, who really might be the dumbest motherfucker in the House of Representatives. Very well could be the... He's a guy who talks about the the separation of church and state and says, no, it was a... The church and state was supposed to be a one-way wall where government couldn't get involved with the church, but the church could get involved with the government. It's a one-way wall. I don't think he understands what a fucking wall is or how it works. <laughs> That's Louis Gomer, but he freaked out. He's also a guy who is acting like a servile fucking lapdog during the last state of the union, trying to get up there and get shake hands and get a little photo op with the president. Yeah. Anyway, there were a lot of distinctions that were drawn yesterday at the hearings. And, uh, I'm going to play a clip here of a guy I'd never heard of until the hearing. His name is Rieschenthaler. Guy Rieschenthaler. Of course, his name is Guy. Guy Rieschenthaler. I think he's from Pennsylvania. Listen to this line of questioning where he like fits in there what his resume is, talks about his great legal understanding because he was a judge he's like 36 years old um and then proceeds to ask questions that clear clearly show that he has no fundamental understanding of the investigation that was undertook by uh bob Mueller with the use of two separate federal grand juries mr Mueller, are you familiar with the now expired independent counsel statute it's the statute under which Ken Starr was appointed. Uh, that uh, Ken Starr did what? I'm sorry. Are you familiar with the independent counsel statute? Are you talking about the one we operating under now or a previous? No, under which Ken Starr was appointed. I am not that familiar with that, but okay. I'd be happy to take your question. Well, the Clinton administration allowed the independent counsel statute to expire after Ken Starr's investigation. The final report requirement was a major reason why the statute was allowed to expire. <clears throat> Even President Clinton's AG, Janet Reno, 
expressed concerns about the final report requirement. And I'll quote A.G. Reno. She said, on one hand, the American people have an interest in knowing the outcome of an investigation of their highest officials. On the other hand, the report requirement cuts against many of the most basic traditions and practices of American law enforcement. Under our system, we presume innocence and we value privacy. We believe that information obtained during a criminal investigation should, in most cases, be made public only if there is an indictment and prosecution, not in a lengthy and detailed report filed after a decision had, has been made not to prosecute. The final report provides a forum for unfairly airing a target's dirty laundry, and it also creates yet another incentive for an independent counsel to over-investigate in order to justify his or her tenure and to avoid criticism that the independent counsel may have left a stone unturned. Again, Mr. Mueller, those are A.G. Reno's words. Didn't you do exactly what A.G. Reno feared? Didn't you publish a lengthy report unfairly airing the target's dirty laundry without recommending charges? Uh, I, I disagree with that. Okay. Did and any, I, did any, did any of your witnesses have the chance to be cross-examined? Can I just finish my answer on that? Quickly. My I operate under the current statute, not the original okay. statute. Did so any, I am most familiar with the current statute, not the older okay. statute. Did any of the witnesses have a chance to be cross-examined? Did any of the witnesses in our investigation? Yes. Uh, I'm not going to answer that. Okay. Did you allow the people mentioned in your report? So I'm going to stop it there because that is a fucking stupid. I, I'm going to say it again. A fucking stupid question. And this is something I knew prior to even being on a federal grand jury for the time that I have been. There's a saying that a grand jury that you could you could indict a ham sandwich. It's a common turn of phrase. Part of the reason is because there isn't a cross-examination. There isn't a defense attorney. Witnesses come in. We've had witnesses for cases come in. And they are advised of their rights. They are advised that you have the right to an attorney. Your attorney is not allowed to be in the grand jury room during your questioning. But at any time <laughs> you have a question for your attorney, you can get up and leave and go outside and consult with your attorney. There is no cross-examination. Because you're only being questioned by the prosecutor. Yes. The evidence is only being presented to the grand jury to get an indictment for then it to go to court where you will have a jury of your peers judge your guilt or innocence. And in some cases, I think even grand jurors can ask questions of the witness. But even then, that wouldn't be a cross-examination. That's right. No, th that's right. absolutely right. We, we are allowed to ask questions. Right. Yeah. And sometimes the questions are out of the scope of the investigation or out of the purview of what's happening. Right. And the, uh, the assistant U.S. attorney, who yeah. is our legal advisor, who is the grand jury's legal advisor, will say, ah, that's not an appropriate question. We can't. But let me, let me see if I could ask a question that would be somewhat similar. And then they'll ask a more legal jargoned question of the witness. So, this is we're going to get to here in a, in, a, in a minute or so him dropping knowledge about his background. But why, this is why, just what the fuck is happening? Why do you think though that Robert Mueller didn't say like that's not how the process works? 
rather than saying, I'm not going to get into that? Is I, it because he like <laughs> didn't want to humiliate him? Or I don't know. It's kind of like, you know how Popeye, when we take him for walks, <laughs> doesn't give a fuck about ever do- other dogs. Almost like I've mentioned, like when you see a, 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 like a, a trail of ants, you just keep walking because they're fucking ants. I think it's kind of like that. He's just, who is this 36-year-old punk? Yeah. Questioning me. Yeah. <laughs> About anything, he's a fucking moron. He says, "Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. I, I don't, I don't need to explain to this supposed legal expert, congressman, mm-hmm. how a grand jury works." <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? He's just he he just he he doesn't have time for that. Yeah, he's Robert fucking Mueller. Yeah. Anyway, let's let Ding Dong McGee continue. Were it to challenge how they were characterized. I'm not going to get into, uh, 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 okay. into that. Given that A.G. Barr stated multiple times during his confirmation hearing that he would make as much of your report public as possible, did you write your report knowing that it would likely be shared with the public? No. Did knowing that the report could and likely would be made public, did that alter the contents which you included? I can't speak to that. Despite the ex- expectations that your report would be released to the public, you left out significant exculpatory evidence. In other words, evidence favorable to the president, correct? Well, I actually disagree, would disagree with you. I think we strove to put, put into the report I think exculpa- my, exculpatory my, I evidence sure as well. I got into that with you, where you said there was, you said there was evidence you left out. Well, you, know, you make a choice as to what goes into a, okay. a isn't it, isn't an it indictment. True, Mr. Mueller, isn't it true that on page one of volume two, you state when you're quoting the statute, you had an obligation to either prosecute or not prosecute. Well, generally that is the case. Uh, Although most cases are not uh, done in the context of uh, uh, the president. And in this case, you made a decision not to prosecute, correct? No, we made a decision not to decide whether to prosecute or not. So, So essentially what your report did was everything that AG Reno warned against. I can't uh, agree with that characterization. Well, well, what you did is you compiled a nearly 450, you compiled nearly 450 pages of the very worst information you gathered against the target of your investigation, who happens to be the president of the United States. And you did this knowing that you were not going to recommend charges and that the report would be made public. Not true. Mr. Mr. Mueller, as a former officer in the United States JAG Corps, I prosecuted nearly 100 terrorists in a Baghdad courtroom. I cross-examined the butcher of Fallujah in defense of our Navy SEALs. As a civilian, I was elected a magisterial district judge in Pennsylvania. So I'm very well versed in the American legal system. Oh, yeah. The drafting and the publication of some of the information in this report without an indictment, without prosecution, frankly flies in the face of American justice. And I find those facts, this entire process, un-American. Guy Rieschenthaler, fucking moron extraordinaire. He finds it to be un-American that these details were published in a report about the president without an indictment when the president cannot be indicted under the Office of Legal Counsel's, the DOG's Office of Legal Counsel's um, opinion, their policy that a sitting president can't be indicted. Who in the fuck is electing this goddamn moron to Congress. Something that that, that used to be some air of, of, of responsibility and an honor 
Like, I realize there's lots of dumb guys. Lots, lots of dumb gals in Congress. But this is unbelievable. This is like a 12-year-old boy playing lawyer talking to someone who actually has made this country better over the course of his many decades-long career. On the Judiciary Committee, that is inconceivable to me. Seriously. I'd love to know if I'm not the only one. 657-464-7609. Email voice memos to I doubt it at dollamore.com. What do you think all of the bragging was about? I don't know. Maybe he knows he sounds like a 12-year-old kid and he has to, I was with the Jag Corps. I was a lawyer in Fallujah. Yeah, yeah you, just, didn't, you didn't have a pack on your back and fucking stand in a post, dude. You were a fucking lawyer. It, it's you're in the rear with the gear, motherfucker. You're not you're out there. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a battle hardened, grizzled warrior. No, you're not. You're a fucking lawyer. So I, I, I found it just odd because n- no one else did this. So no one else did this. He, he just stood out as being like a remarkable douche because no one else made this about themselves. Well, it's, it's rampant insecurity. This guy would fold under the pressure of YouTube comments, Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was so strange to hear. I, I was just sitting there listening to this like, wait, what? What just happened? What? He's telling Robert Mueller, former deputy attorney general, former FBI director, former U.S. attorney for two separate districts within the United States. That he was a, a, a battlefield lawyer. Mm-hmm. Cool, bro. Cool. Doesn't doesn't uh, Robert Mueller have... A bronze star for, with Valor. Bronze star with, for Valor. Have a bronze star? Yes. With, with what's called a V device for Valor, which means extra special, extra awesome. Yeah. A bronze star is fucking legit in and of itself, but you add the V, that means you did something remarkably brave. Yeah. And valorous to to get that. Anyway, is valorous a word? Let's hope it so. It should be. I just think if if not, it'll be like fringe. I just invented the word. Don't don't steal my have story. Have you told the story? I'm sure that I have, but I thought that I invented the word fringe when I was a kid. Brittany was 18. No. <laughs> I, I cut I cut fringe on a piece of construction paper and I was playing with it and I was like, hmm, I think I'll call this fringe. <laughs> so I must have heard it from somewhere and yeah. then tried it's, to invent it. It's like it. that episode that I mention every time and no one knows what I'm talking about. I just talked through a burp. Uh, where the, the they get off the island on... on, on uh, Oh, I almost said Little House in the Prairie, Jesus. On uh, Gilligan's Island, and the professor goes back to land, and he starts inventing shit that's already been invented. Like, he invents the Frisbee. It's like, oh, yeah, we already have that. It's Frisbee. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty Page. Exactly. You're the professor from Gilligan's Island. Yep. It, <clears throat> Gilligan's Island. Thank you for there correcting was o- yourself. Only, only one. Yeah. No need for pl- plural tense on that. So l- l- let's move on here. Um, 
real quickly, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about the thing that really seemed to charge up Donald Trump, and that was this line of questioning from a Republican to Robert Mueller about whether or not the president can be charged after he happens to leave office. Was there sufficient evidence to convict President Trump or anyone else with obstruction of justice? We did not make that calculation. How could you not have made the calculation because with the regulation? The OLC opinion, the OLC opinion, Office of Legal Counsel, indicates that we cannot indict a sitting president. So one of the tools that a prosecutor would use is not there. Okay, but, but let me just stop. You made the decision on the Russian interference. You, you, you couldn't have indicted the president on that, and you made the decision on that. But when it came to obstruction, you threw a bunch of stuff up against the wall to see what would stick. Well, and that I, is fundamentally I unfair. To, I would not agree to that uh, characterization uh, at all. What we did is provide to the attorney general in the form of a confidential memorandum our understanding of the case. Uh, those cases that were brought, those cases were declined. And uh, the, uh, that one case where uh, the president cannot be charged with a crime. Okay, but the, uh, could you charge the president with a crime after he left office? Yes. You believe that he committed, you could charge the president of the United States with obstruction of justice after he left office? Yes. Uh, ethically, under the ethical standards? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not certain because I haven't looked at the ethical standards, but the OLC opinion, opinion says that uh, the prosecutor why well, he cannot bring a charge against the sitting president, nonetheless, and continue the investigation to see if there are any other uh, persons who might be drawn into the conspiracy. So let me, does that guy, does that guy actually think that a president can never be, even former president, can never be indicted? So Donald Trump leaves office and just defrauds the fuck out of everybody he comes in contact with. But hey, I, I'm playing the president card here. I'm a former president. I can't be indicted. Mm -hmm. Is that really what was that? Why did he register shock when he was being told basic shit? Again, member of the Judiciary Committee of the House of Representatives of the United States of America. Mm -hmm. This is an official body. Yeah, this is a real deal where you get sworn in and they can issue subpoenas and shit. And that ding-dong serves as a member. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Any, anyway, th this was something that, that caused Donald Trump some heartburn when he was questioned. This first clip is about three minutes. It's about three minutes long. And it's Donald Trump's kind of opening statement on the White House lawn before he left for his Turning Point USA numbnuttery uh thing for the high school kids to propagandize anyway this is this is, i know it's insane but it it's classic classic donald trump repeating the same thing over and over again while holding up his hand at reporters like no wait i'm not done saying this awesome shit you need to hold your questions until i'm done fully talking in the intellectual manner that i am known for so we had a very good day today, the Republican Party, our country. There was no defense of what Robert Mueller was trying to defend, in all fairness to Robert Mueller. Whether his performance was a bad one or a good one, I think everybody understands that. I think everybody understands what's going on. There was no defense to this ridiculous hoax, this witch hunt 
that's been going on for a long time. Pretty much from the time I came down on the escalator with our First Lady. And it's a disgrace what happened. But I think today proved a lot to everybody. In fact, some of my biggest opponents wrote things today that I wouldn't have believed they would have written. And I appreciate that they did that. This has been a very bad thing for our country. And despite everything we've been through, it's been an incredible two and a half years for our country. The administration, our president, me, we've done a great job. We've got the strongest stock market, the best unemployment oh number. Oh my God. Yeah, it's too good not to stop for a second. <laughs> this has been a really bad time for our president. How do people me. How do people not just erupt in laughter? It's because they wear their MAGA hats and like, yes, yes. You, you know that artist that the dude who who does the uh, like Thomas Kincaid style paintings of Donald Trump, uh, where he's like holding a flag with a with a, a cloth and he's wiping off the dirt after the flag had been tossed to the ground, and it's Donald Trump, this triumphant hero character. You haven't seen these? Ah, oh, they're fucking awesome. I haven't seen them. <laughs> so anyway. In their minds, in these MAG Americans' minds, that's the role Donald Trump really, they really look at him as kind of a, this lofty Reagan-like figure. When Donald Trump, listen, for all his flaws, Ronald Reagan, not Donald Trump. I, I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> right? Ronald Reagan is a fucking demigod compared to Donald Trump who openly traffics in fucking hate and racism and xenophobia, ripping away... I mean, we're not going to get into all of it, but Jesus fucking... Come come the fuck on But he's also... This. I mean, more importantly, he's just a dumb guy. He can't even fool people, you know? How dare you talk to our president, Donald... Me, yeah. Donald <laughs> Trump. The most number of people ever working in the history of our country right now Almost 160 million. Our military has been rebuilt and getting even stronger. What about our veterans? Uh, we've done a great job, and we've done it under this terrible, uh, thought that was next. phony cloud. A phony cloud. That's all it was. And they should be ashamed of themselves. Absolutely ashamed. And you know who knew it was a phony cloud more Democrats. than anyone else? Democrats. Schiff and Nadler and... Mm. Schumer yes. and Pelosi, every one of them. They all, all them. knew it was phony stuff. And you look at the polls. The polls are showing it maybe more than anybody else or anything else. Oh, yeah. And I've had my best polls, and I don't say why, but people see what's gone on in our country with this whole thing. I've been going through it for three years. Mm. For three years. All nonsense. Nonsense. So, uh... This was a very big day. This is when he's holding up his country. hands. This was a very big day for the... Rep he's hold Reporters are now starting to shout questions because he's just fucking rambling now. And he's holding up his hand like, you fucking wait. You wait while I finish this soliloquy. This, this awesome thing for the annals of history. And then he's just going to say the exact same shit he just said while shutting them up. Republican Party... And you could say it was a great day for me, but I don't even like to say that. Oh, it's he doesn't great. like to say that. I'll tell Brittany. you what, I very much appreciate those incredible warriors that you watch today on television, Republicans, that defended 
something and defended something very powerful, very important, because they were really defending our country. More than anything else, they were defending our country. But they were warriors, and they've been warriors for a long time. And everybody knew it was a hoax, especially the Democrats. I wish we could be a fly in the wall mm. in those rooms where the Democrats would go in and talk before and after meetings. And they'd be laughing and smiling and say, can you believe that we're getting away with this? But in the end, they didn't get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you almost had it. You've got to be quicker than that. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the debates. And when I say the debates, I mean when we have selected the Democratic presidential candidate. Yeah, the general election To go against Donald Trump. Because I hope that at that point, people will be less distracted by the show that is Donald Trump. Yeah, well, they'll they'll see it for the show. They'll know. Right. It's, oh, this is the show. Right. It's no longer new. It's not remarkable. It's not... It's not unique anymore. You're okay? the puppet. No, no, you're the puppet. It's just going to be more of the same. Yeah. We are desensitized to it now. And hopefully the media doesn't run with the circus at this point. Well, I think running with this. Well, that, I think there's a conversation to be had there about what that even looks like running with the circus. But it, it, it is certainly we need to call it for what it is that he is just a, a fucking failure of a human being. You know what I mean? And, and I think that, look, I think that there's going to be even more now. Is there going to be, an, I've talked about this over the course of, of several years now, an evaporation of support for Donald Trump, but also an evaporation of people who think it's cute. People are going to be very alarmed by, by, by this shit. And next episode, we're going to be playing this clip of these two Trump voters from Wisconsin that we've referenced now twice and not played the clip. But this is where it takes a turn. Because once they start asking questions, and by the way, this went on for like 15 minutes. This isn't, I'm only playing three clips of a 15-minute fucking rant and rave. But he's asked about his many comments about having been fully, total, complete, and total exoneration the Mueller report, that's what this represents for me, for your president, your favorite president. Complete and total exoneration. So there is no such a thing. He didn't have the right to exonerate. And, you know, it's very interesting. People mentioned exoneration. That was something where he totally folded because he never had the right to exonerate. And it was covered very well by Congressman Turner and put to a conclusion. We were, if you take a look at not only the report, beyond the report, take a look at not what he said, but what he was forced to say. And even your networks and your network and your network and your ne- every one of these networks, they put up their hands. You know, we had a couple of cases with, actually we had about six cases where they asked our people, our representatives, television networks, please don't come in tonight. We're not going to be doing much on it. <laughs> He's a fucking rambling buffoon. Don't come in tonight. We're gonna. Well, we're not going to do any news tonight because no news was made today with Robert Mueller testifying. Everybody, 
Stay home. We're, 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 we're shutting down the hatches tonight. We're closing the doors at CNN. We're not going to do shows because we got shut down. Get the fuck out of here with your rambling nonsense. But then it does take the ultimate turn because people start asking him. Constitutionally protected journalists ask him about that line of questioning where a president can be charged after they leave office. The indictments can be brought against formal, formally sitting presidents. And he conflates that with the line of questioning from Ted Lieu that we played last episode that, that, that Robert Mueller eventually walked back just slightly for semantic reasons. It wasn't that we didn't charge him because of the OLC opinion. It's that we didn't even decide what was criminal or not or indictable or not because of the OLC opinion. That we weren't going to indict at all at all, no matter what. If we'd un uncovered a fucking murder, we wouldn't have indicted because that's the OLC opinion. The president has to be out of office and then criminal charges can be brought. This set Donald Trump off. This right here is the trigger. This is what Democrats need to focus on because this freaks him out the most. Are you concerned you could be indicted out of office if you were Brett Trump so much about Robert Mueller called that problem out? So WikiLeaks is a hoax just like everything else. And all of those problems having to do with crime were the biggest hoax of all. It was a witch hunt, a total witch hunt. And when you saw Robert Mueller's statement, the earlier statement, and then he did a recap, he did a correction later on in the afternoon. And you know what that correction was. And you still ask the question, you know why? Because you're fake news and you're one of the most. And let me just tell you, the fact that you even asked that question, you're fake news, because you know what? He totally corrected himself in the afternoon and you know that just as well as anybody. Caitlin, Caitlin. I don't know whose answers weren't. I guess his answers weren't, because if you look the whole report, you take a look at. Caitlin Collins from CNN there is asking, what answers is Robert Mueller talking about that weren't generally truthful? We talked about that last episode. And Donald Trump does this like wonky Worst attempt ever to shift. Uh, what answers? They must have been his answers. They must have been Robert Mueller's written, sworn answers that they were talking about. Not my answers. <laughs> Fucking nonsense. Sly. Yeah, super sly. Mm -hmm. what, he's just a, he's a tactician. That's what he is, Brittany. Mm -hmm. What they did. Some of the things that he didn't even know about. Mm, didn't even know about. He didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> but, you know, in the end, what he did, he actually probably came through for himself. The performance was obviously not very good. He had a lot of problems. But what he showed more than anything else is that this whole thing has been three years of embarrassment and waste of time for our country. And you know what? The Democrats thought they could win an election like this. I think they hurt themselves very badly for 2020. 
Did I what? I don't know. I really don't know. I never had. Don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Did your son speak to Robert Mueller? Was he asked to speak to Robert Mueller? I I don't know. Yeah, wow. I really don't know. I really don't know. I have no idea. My son and I, I don't know if you guys know this, but we're not really close. We're pretty estranged at this point. They should have said, no, 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 not Baron. We're talking about <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. You know, your chinless son. The one that hides no chin under that beard. The one that tries to be involved in things. The guy who can't stand like a normal human being. He's like half robot, half man. Well, that's everybody like in the if, family. If you, if you talk to an alien a galaxy away about how humans stand... And then they diagrammed it with an algorithm. And then they came here. That's how they would recreate it. Yeah. The way he does it. Yeah. I mean, frankly, whether or not he did, it wouldn't matter to me. Because he did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. Because it's so unimportant. It was always a very unimportant meeting. It was only important to the fake news. Go ahead. No, he didn't say that. Again, you're fake news and you're right at the top of the list also. Let me just tell you. Go back to what, it's not what he said. Read his correction. Read his correction. If you read his correction, you'll find out. That's why people don't deal with you, because you're not an honest reporter. This is unbelievable and awesome that we've gotten to the point in this country with Donald Trump as president that the press doesn't just fucking take him at his bullshit. They push back. That was actually the press corps arguing with the president of the United States of America. That's not asking a question, him answering, you asking a follow-up. That's normal course of order. That was no. That was crosstalk. That was that was argument. Yeah. That's the way it fucking should be with this dipshit. It should have happened much earlier, in fact. Uh, I could not agree more. Starting with Sean Spicer. Abso-fucking-lutely. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think... Uh, it's America. Love it or leave it. I think that's it. We're going to leave the show, not though. Not America. Not yet, anyway. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We'd love to hear between episode 529 and 530 what you think, what your opinions are. Call in and get them on the record, 657-464-7609. Email in your voice memos from your smartphones to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We'd especially love to hear from you if you've heard the story about Nancy from North Carolina. Oh, and see Goodman. Yes. Not a good man. No. Um, and what you think of that whole situation. <laughs> situation. <laughs> it, this is a fucking situation. And if you live in North Carolina... And you have some inside deets on the area. Uh, if you, you know, you've heard more about what's going on. This is the woman who called two black women in a restaurant. The N word. Stupid N words. And, and she at the North Hills Bonefish Grill in Raleigh. And she did not back down when she was interviewed about it. She actually said she would do it again. Okay. So, so here's what we're gonna do. Let's have her be asshole of today. On episode 531. Yes. And we will play those calls next episode. There we go. Sounds like a plan, Brittany Page. 
Anyway, again, we love you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in as often as you do. Thank you for supporting the show. If you're a, a Patreon supporter, you guys are the best. Uh, we, 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 we have a lot of pride in what we do here. We think we do something special, something different, and uh, hopefully bring some, uh, some, some joy, some entertainment to your day. Um, coming up will be episode 531, and we'll see you then. We love you. We appreciate you again. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollimore, and this has been, I doubt it, all the leftover DNA from, like, what wasn't used to make Andy Richter. (laughs) 